Hello, hello. I'm Michelle, and this is the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast, the podcast for anyone wanting to learn church finances and how to serve the local church with excellence. I am a church finance consultant, and I am also an enrolled agent who specializes in minister taxes. I have had the honor of helping churches ensure compliance in all areas of their finances, as well as helping ministers with their unique tax status for the last decade. In this podcast, you are going to get the very best advice on how to properly handle all things church finances, payroll, and minister taxes, all with a healthy dose of Jesus. So grab a notebook and pen, my friend, to take some great notes, and let's do this. Hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast again today. Um, This podcast, the way it came about was quite interesting. I had intended on doing uh, a synopsis of the top three books that I have read in 2023 and how they have affected my business. And in the process of doing um, the preliminary work, it got changed. And it's really cool. So I hope you enjoy this. It is still about some of my favorite books that I've read this year. But it's more of how you can practically apply this not only to your personal life, but to the business life as well. So we're going to start with the the flip flop here <laughs> is that there is a book called Not By Sight, True Stories from an Amazing Journey by a lady named Deborah Green. Well, Miss Debbie Green is a customer at my bookstore. As I've told you, if you've listened to me long enough, you know that I own a bookstore. And she has been a customer for several years now. And what makes Miss Debbie so awesome is that Debbie is blind. She can't see a thing. Um, but she she is a remarkable lady. When she comes in the store, obviously she has to have someone that drives her there, that walks her in, that walks her around the store, that tells her she wants to, when she's looking for a gift for someone, she wants to hold it in her hands. She wants to touch it. She wants it described to you. Um, But when we first met her years ago, the store was in a different location. And Miss Debbie Green would walk from her house to our store. She learned how many doors down in the mall area that we were in, um, which door was ours. So you could see her walking down the sidewalk, counting the doors till she got to our store. Absolutely amazing. Okay. (laughs) So in addition to that, what also makes Miss Debbie amazing is that she works in the church office at her church. And when I called her, I actually called her today to ask her permission to discuss, um, to tell you about her and to discuss her book a little bit. And I said, Miss Debbie, I said, the goal of sharing a little bit of your book is because I want to encourage these people because we have some, um, some people who work in the church office that really just struggle with, they don't know if they can do the job. They don't know if they're good enough. Um, you know, they don't know enough. They feel somebody else would do better. And can you please tell me with you being completely blind and can't see a thing, how on earth do you work in the church office? How do you do it? And she shared a little bit with me, but she said it all comes down 
to connections. She said, when I need technology, when something has to go, you know, technologically, um, she says, there's God always brings somebody to help me do that. But the rest of it I do because I make connections with people. With our senior adults, she says, I make phone calls. I send group texts. Um, she says, I communicate with them. I get to know them. They know that I care about them. They know this. They know that. And she says, it all comes down to building relationships and connections. And I thought, you know what? That right there is the bulk of it. That's what I'm going to focus on. So today, we're going to talk about how vital those connections are to you to help you do your job with excellence. And we're going to talk about three types of connections. We're going to talk about your connection with God, um, how you communicate with yourself, how you communicate with others. So first of all, how you communicate with God. Um, obviously, the most important communication and the most important connection and relationship that you will ever build is your relationship with God Almighty. And I did read Charles Stanley, of course, his book, which was called The Ultimate Conversation. This is actually an older book written in 2012. Um, but I'm just now reading it. <laughs> I tried to make myself not buy as many new books this year, which was really, really hard. So, but I did go to the my bookshelves. I have one, two, we'll just say I have more than five bookcases in my house. And I pulled this one out. And it's really good. On the synopsis from the back of the book, just to briefly, it says, have you ever considered what it means to talk to God? Is it really possible to communicate with the creator of all that exists and be able to understand his plans and purposes for your life? Perhaps there are questions you desperately need answered. Maybe you're facing a trial that is too large or difficult to face on your own and you yearn for divine direction. Or it could be that you are simply curious about what he would say to you. So there were three things that spoke most to me. I mean, it, well, to be honest, there were a whole lot more, but I'm going to narrow it down to three. Okay. So the first thing that when I talk about communicating and making that connection with God is that God is the God who answers. Okay. In chapter three of this book, um, it's titled The God Who Answers. Then on page 70, a quote from the book says, God is saying, here is your choice. Either A, do as I instruct and discover all the outstanding things I will accomplish through you, or spend the rest of your life wondering what I could have done if you had submitted to my wonderful plans. That that phrase right there just made me pause because I think that over and over and over in my business and in my service to the local churches is do I do as I feel God has instructed me and let him do the work through me or do I spend the rest of my life wondering what I could have done if I had submitted to his plans. So this may be something that you struggle with. Whether you are serving in the local church as a volunteer, you're a staff member, or you're a business owner serving the church through outsourced um, services, is, is God calling you 
to serve the local church. If he is, you got two choices. You can either do as he says and wait to see the totally cool things he's going to do through you, or you could spend the rest of life you're wondering, what if I had of? I decided many years ago, I read a book called Coulda, Shoulda, Woulda, that I was not going to live the rest of my life in regret, wondering what if I had have submitted to this thing I felt God wanted me to do, even though I'm afraid, even though I'm scared, even though I don't see how on earth it's going to work, I'm going to do it anyways. Okay, so that's one way that you connect to God. Um, another thing that uh, Stanley talks about in this book is the chapter is called Listening to God, Walking with God. He says, never say, what do you think I should do? Instead, always ask, what does the word of God say I should do? And that definitely should be applied to church finances because you can go around the room to um, your church members, to your board members, to your team members, and I can almost guarantee you that in a room of 20 people, you're going to get at least, bare minimum, 12 to 15 different answers of how they should spend the money on the budget this year. How much should they include in it? Okay, it just is what it is. So the next time you're in a budget meeting or a team finance meeting, don't say, what do you think we should do? What do you think that we should include in the budget? What events do you think that we should plan for this year? Where should we do the church giving? Where should we do missions? Instead say, what does the word of God say we should do? What is the Holy Spirit leading us to do? All right. I just think that's just simple, and that's all I'm going to say on that one. And then the third thing from this book is the chapter is called Our Helper in Prayer. And Dr. Stanley actually challenges us to begin each morning with a prayer that goes something like this. It says, Father, I want you to guide me and lead me today. Speak to my heart. Make me sensitive to your promptings and to what is happening around me in the lives of those I meet. Fill me with your supernatural joy and use me today for your purposes. I surrender fully to you. Okay. And that's going to lead right into my second point. Um, after we've connected with God, we need to watch our connections and our communication with others. We, I'm sure you have seen this, especially if you're on Facebook. There are posts that say you never know what someone is going through, you know, so be kind and it is true, especially if you work in a church office or a church building or in a ministry of any type, people, it's full of broken people. Um, even those that are on staff have things that they are struggling with. But I want you to remember that every person that you come in contact with is a child of God. God created them in his image, and whether or not they have accepted that gift of salvation from the Lord, God still loves them, and you are to love them. The Lord says in Scripture, you know, he who says he loves me but yet hates his brother is a liar, okay? Um, you cannot hate your brother and say that you love God at the same time. He says, uh-uh, that's not the way it works. And that's really hard sometimes, Um regardless of whether you're working in a church office, 
you're in your own business, you're a part of a CPA firm, or you're in a Christian bookstore. Not everybody that walks into a church is a believer. Not everybody that walks into a Christian bookstore is a believer. And not everybody that works into your local business is going to be a believer. So we sometimes get our patients tested. <laughs> um, and I, we actually sell a mug at the store that says, don't be trying to test the Jesus in me. <laughs> well, I think that's so funny because it gets tested in me all the time. But I will tell you that one of the one of the best things that I have found to help me, and I don't always succeed in this, trust me, because my face, even if I could get the tone of my voice to be so kind and lovely and soft, my face will call me out every single time. It just does. Even when I don't realize I'm doing it, um, my kids are, you know, when they were growing up, they would say, check your face, mom, <laughs> check your face, your face is telling on you. Um, but anyways, one of the best things that you can do is to, in the morning, before you even get up out of the bed, pray and put the armor of God on, put on that helmet of salvation to protect your thoughts and your mind, your breastplate of righteousness to protect your heart and your emotions, your belt of truth, so that you so that you've got the truth of God in you, the sandals of the gospel of peace to help you walk in peace and stability everywhere you go, your shield of faith, which protects you from head to toe, side to side to ward off those fiery darts of the enemy, and then the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we need to be putting this on every single day because I'm sure I'm not the only one that has realized, girlfriend, you ain't got no idea what is coming your way that day. You may get up thinking it's an absolutely normal day, and it is the most exhausting, terrible, awful, I can't believe this is happening kind of day that just takes the wind out of you. And the only thing you've got to rely on is God himself, because he's the only one. He knew it was coming. And if you spend that time with him in the word in the morning when you get up, it will make a difference. Not only and how you feel internally by him providing that peace, but more importantly, with how you respond to those life situations and to those individuals that walk into your office and aren't so kind and loving, okay? So we've got to learn to respond to life situations instead of reacting to life situations, and we learn that by, first of all, communicating with the Father through prayer and his word, and then communicating words of kindness and love and patience to those around us, okay? And then the third way that we need to communicate is how we talk to ourselves. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. It absolutely makes a difference how you talk to yourself. My girls who work at the store know that... Negative self-talk is not allowed. I will call them out every single time for they'll be trying to do something on the computer and they'll mess up and they say, oh, I should have known better or, oh, I'm sorry, I'm stupid or, oh, this. I'm like, uh-uh-uh-uh, you do not talk to yourself like that because the way you talk to yourself, you believe what you say about yourself more than what anybody else says about yourself. Think about that. You can work in an environment where people think you are the absolute bomb diggity. 
They are constantly praising you. They are constantly, you know, building you up, telling you how grateful they are for you and just being so kind. But if you don't believe that and in your mind you're telling yourself, oh, I should have done better. Oh, I can't believe I messed up again. I should have done this better. I shouldn't have done this. If I could have done this, what a, what a, blah, what a, blah. Okay, it's blah, 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 blah. That's what it is. It's garbage. You're putting garbage and you're playing those old tapes through your mind over and over again. And you're going to believe what you say about yourself instead of all these other people who think that you're fantastic. Okay, so you need to start watching how you talk and communicate to yourself. You need to see what God has to say about you. God says that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. God says that you are his child. God says that you are redeemed. God says that you are chosen, that you are loved, that you are the apple of his eye, that you are protected, that you are a saint. Okay. God loves you and you have such tremendous value more than you will ever realize because people, even though we know that Christ died on the cross for us, we really cannot grasp what the immense cost that was for a perfect God who had never, ever been separated from the father for Jesus to come and voluntarily put number one, put up with us. Number two, have to so calmly and patiently and for lack of better words, reverently took the crap that humanity gave him at that time. And he could have just blinked, snapped his fingers, or even just thought, Father, take him out. Zap them. I'm done. And it could have been done, but he didn't because he loves us. And he did that for you. Okay. If you were, and you may have heard this, you may have not, but you're going to hear it again. If you were the only human being left on this earth, Jesus still would have come and died for you because you are that value valuable. All right. So we need to learn not only in our own personal lives, but in our businesses, in our careers, in our ministries, we need to learn to communicate with the Father. We need to learn to communicate with others, and we need to learn to better communicate with us because that communication builds trust with the Father, that communication builds trust with those we're serving, and that communication builds, we need to learn to trust ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. We do, because if you don't trust in your abilities and your skills, you're not going to accomplish all that God wants you to, because you're going to be your own hindrance, okay? All right, and I've already gone longer than normal, so as you can tell, I'm passionate about this. I I fully believe we have got to communicate, 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 but we've got to learn to do it properly, and we've got to learn to start with our communication with the Father. Okay. All right. So I hope that this was helpful to someone. I hope that you know how much I appreciate you all listening and that you can take something that you heard today. Either it reaffirms something you already know, it brought up something that you need to know, (laughs) or it's something that you can help share with someone else. All right. So until next time, my dear friend, we're going to wrap this up. 
And remember to always strive to make an impact and not just an income. And remember to always look your best, do your best, and be your best. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you learned something new or were inspired in any way, please do me a huge Omongo favor and leave me a fantastic five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people to find the show and then share this episode with someone who you think it could help. Until next time, my friend, be blessed.